Guten Tag! Willkommen to the Friends with Benefits Isolation Series podcast, where we'll talk about various social topics and have special guests throughout. From cooking to personal well-being, our aim is to discuss, diverge and share our thoughts and get everyone involved. It's a great way to keep up communication during these uncertain times. So sit back, grab a bevy and happy listening. Danke vor zu hören und bis zum nächsten Mal. All right, so we're going to try to do this pretty spontaneous and uh, see what comes to our minds. But at the moment, Patricia and I are having breakfast and thought we'd start off the podcast recording here uh, right at the at our dinner, dinner table and start talking to you guys about some some topics which might be of interest during this isolation time. So Patricia today, um, unfortunately, is not in the best of best of moods. Um, I did make breakfast in the morning. I I made some bacon and eggs with some toast. It's just simple, simple lad breakfast. And, you know, after Patty was rolling around in bed for 20, 30 minutes on her phone, she storms out of the room and comes into the kitchen and essentially is like, what is this breakfast? What is this? I didn't say that. Defend yourself. Um, you said today's breakfast isn't very good because there weren't that many ingredients. But I said, no, I could have done more with what we had. Which I probably could have and we would have had a bit more of an extravagant meal, but that's okay. Boys are boys and if we only have bacon and eggs and toast, then we make bacon, eggs and toast. Wow. Look, there's no denying that I could have probably gone that little bit further and done something, something a bit more extravagant, but essentially not even a thank you or a, wow, this is great, honey. Uh, it really sort of just got me on edge in the morning and it's just not a great way to, to wake up and, and start your day. So in that respect, probably not the greatest move on your, on your behalf. Uh, there's no doubting your cooking ability. And this actually takes us into our segment for today. It's about cooking, isn't it, hun? Yes, it is. Um, we're not trying to start um, an argument during our first podcast. Sorry, guys, please keep listening. That would be quite... So um, it kind of just got us into talking about the topic about like what do you do with all these ingredients or what can you cook with whatever ingredient you have in your fridge. So this morning we just literally had bacon, eggs, only three eggs left, um, some toast. Yeah. Um... I would have personally probably made some corn fritters because we have some canned corns in our pantry. Um, we do have flour here in Germany. It is readily available, um, which I can quickly make up um, with some eggs. So that only requires about one or two eggs as well. So that really comes with a substantial meal. And on the side, you can put bacon on top of that. So that is another idea we could have gone through today for today's breakfast um yeah that's quite a good idea actually i was going to say we also have some sweet potatoes we've got some mushrooms lying around as well i mean we have in the past made some potato rosties that was quite fantastic it's a little bit of a process in regards to you have to um, grate the potato and then drain all of the moisture out uh, through a tea towel and then with the remaining uh, potato or dry-ish potato you then essentially make a mixture or a batter uh, adding in a few other ingredients and putting that onto the pan to fry up 
But I'm not too sure if that works the same with sweet potato. Do you know? It should work pretty similar. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's something that we should try next time. But yeah, this takes us to the main topic of right now is essentially what can you do with your leftovers in the fridge? So at the moment in this isolation period, we're limiting ourselves or we should at least be limiting ourselves um, in terms of visits to the grocery stores and limiting our contact with other people. So at the moment, Patricia and I, we're going to the grocery stores once a week, pretty much sometimes twice, but mainly once a week. And we essentially just do a big shopping. We're not very used to this because that means we have to plan a lot in ahead and think about what we might want to eat on Monday. And then we have to think about already what we want to eat on a Friday. And that's a little bit tough because you're always going to be craving something different. So when it comes to strategy for buying for the whole week, we essentially just wing it, don't we? We, yeah. we buy some core ingredients and, and make do with it. So what are some of the things that we, we sort of buy? On a we weekly will basis. at least buy um, maybe about one and a half kilos of chicken, whether it be breast, thigh, or even a mix of like some wings um, as well. And so I won't, I know that that's a staple already. Then usually we'll probably buy some sort of beef. Um, at the moment we bought some beef brisket. So we didn't actually know what we were planning on doing with that, but it was on special. So we are just like, why not? That's probably about one and a half kilos. Um, so that's in our meat section. And then the veggies, we usually wing that too. We'll at least get some bok choy because we do like the Chinese vegetables. And that's really all that's available here in um, the supermarkets. And then we'll just go with some pumpkin, sweet potato. We know we will always have carrot, onion and... Um, celery. celery that's also really good as well very versatile um, I think so we, we always have that and I always have some cherry tomatoes because I really just like snacking mm. cherry tomatoes so it depends like what you prefer as well and then we'll work from there um, and then with the other goods like we might buy some tzatziki, some hummus um, just to have as like a nice healthy spread on the side um, and some yoghurt so you always get some yogurt and some eggs as well. Always make sure you have eggs. And that's pretty much our main shops. Yeah. It's in pretty, terms of goods. It's pretty exciting just maybe buying ingredients that you might just see on the shelf. So taking a different approach instead of maybe having already an idea of a dish that you want to make for the next few days. It's essentially just buying um, ingredients that you think might be useful and then working your way around it. So it's sort of like a MasterChef challenge every every day for yeah, us. Yeah, pretty it? much. But the thing is, our pantry also has a lot of sources already at hand. So we, you also need to know that you've got quite a few other things at home that you can work with. So if you only literally have salt, pepper, and maybe a few other spices, it's very limited in that way. So in our pantry, we've always got soy sauce and some other Asian sauces like yep. Shaoxing wine. I've got mirin on the go. I've, you know, I've got a lot of different other spices in terms of five spice, um, a lot of Indian spices on mm -hmm. the side. Um, there's always coconut cream on our shelf as well in case we feel like we're doing a curry or something. Um, yeah, lots of like soy sauces, sesame oil. Um, we always have our rice. Yeah. Of course, um, we have seaweed. So that's always 
um, you, can... you need to kind of consider that as well. So um, definitely like get all your staple goods, but you also need other stuff at yeah. home. So definitely having your staples and your spices is a, is a, is a must. So uh, maybe if we give a few examples, Patricia, if, so if we split up some cuisines, what are some staples that you need for it? So if we go straight to Vietnamese cuisine, what are yeah. some like three or four staple ingredients that you need to get yeah. the base for everything? Sure. So you definitely need your fish sauce, um, some soy sauce. You need some, maybe some brown sugar on the side, some yeah. garlic, some ginger, um, some lemongrass, some chili. Okay. And then you can work with that. Perfect. And That's lemongrass right. comes frozen as well, right? So yeah, yeah, in little packets, already shredded up for you. So that's nice ready and to easy. go. Um, yep, yeah, so that's the Vietnamese side. Chinese side, I'd say Shaoxing wine is great. You've got your five spice, your soy sauce, garlic, ginger as well. Maybe some shallots yep. on top of that. Shallots are that's good. A good. a good combo there. Okay, yeah, perfect. And then what about for, like, for Japanese? I mean, Japanese is so versatile, obviously, but if you... Um, you mentioned something about mirin before. So yeah. what what is So I'm always thinking like maybe teriyaki for? sauce or something. So yeah, that okay. would be like mirin, garlic, ginger as well. Yeah. Um, maybe some sake on the side, but you don't really need sake yeah. for cooking. Miso paste is quite... Miso paste is great useful, as well yeah. um, to work with. Yeah, so that's a good one. And maybe Korean. Yeah. So I always have gochujang on the side. Of course. Um, and some Korean chili powder flakes. So yep. it comes in a big packet as well. Yeah. Um, sesame oil, of course. Sesame oil. I mean, we don't have... really good. Can't get our hands on kimchi. We could yeah. potentially make it, but probably... Um, that would be great too as yeah, a good staple a if you guys tough. had that around. Yeah. Okay. And then if you if we venture a bit further from you know, Southeast Asia here, uh, let's just go, for example, just across the road to India. Like if you have Indian cuisine, what are some of the key spices that you need to create like your base curry? I always have cumin, coriander, um, also coriander seeds is great Ooh, as yeah. well. Um, but then you can also have a whole other. Whole yeah. Well, other garam sick. masala is also. Garam masala is great as well. The base as well for a curry. Um, Turmeric, you know, all that is really good to have okay. on hand. And make sure you have your tomato cans. Yeah. So your canned way. tomatoes are great with it. They always use canned tomatoes and always good to have yogurt as well. Cause it always just really balances out the flavors. Okay. Okay. Nice. And then, yeah, I mean, I guess the current situation for today that we find ourselves in is that we have a piece of beef brisket downstairs. Yep. I think it's about over a kilo or thereabouts. And we essentially have run out of <clears throat> some other essential ingredients that we need to go with uh, beef brisket, such as like vegetables, like celery, like onions and carrots. We, we're sort of low on that and we're not quite sure what we want to do with it. We've made quite a few beef brisket curries um, in the past few weeks. So we're sort of start trying to steer away from a, a curry per se. And so we're looking for some ideas. And I think Patty looked last night on, on the internet and saw so, something like a pulled beef brisket or something like that. So I literally just Googled brisket recipes and then it came up as um, pulled beef brisket and then I just thought about okay um, maybe I might think about making a pulled beef brisket pie so nice. with that you just shove an entire beef brisket in your slow cooker and slow cook it for about four hours with beef stock carrot celery and onion and then afterwards you chop the pieces up put it in your pie dish and put some pastry on top now nice. We don't actually have pastry at the moment, but you can definitely make it as well. So that's not that hard. 
Um, here in Germany, it's really, really easy to just buy fresh pastry and it's really cheap as well. So that's probably what we'll do today. Yeah. Um, and we may not use all that brisket. We may use half of it for the pie and half of it for maybe we might make a brisket burger the next day. Mm. That's a good idea. So we like splitting that into two meals. So that would be about two to three days worth of meals. Um, also really good. Yep. Or you could even use the brisket for like some Asian noodles or something as well. Oh, so that's a good that's idea also too. another good idea. Yeah. I mean, just from that example, you've already got sort of three very solid dishes from the same uh, essentially base of the beef brisket and you're already making it. And to be honest, if you have some sort of slow cooking device or even you can just put it in a pot um, on low heat, You've got um, such a fantastic dish, but with such minimal effort. So it, the prep, the prep times are going to be your big win here. It's just chucking the beef brisket in and then chop, chopping your veggies and then chucking it all in a pot and just essentially going out to do something else. So, you know, it's a good balance between like ease um, of preparation and also, yeah, fantastic dish. But I think at this time, since we're spending quite a bit of um, time at home and we have a lot of you know, spare, spare chances to play an experiment. Perhaps like it's a good opportunity to do something that you wouldn't normally do. So instead of making your spaghetti bolognese every Wednesday night or maybe making like taco Tuesdays, whatever, maybe it's time to have a look online, get some inspiration and try something that maybe requires a bit more time and, but might, you might get the, you know, more extravagant results or something that you never thought that you could do or achieve. So this is definitely the time to do it. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that sums it up for our first episode, just to give you a bit of an insight into, you know, our, our cooking adventures. I think maybe for the next episode, we might venture into maybe some sweets and some, some baked goods. So yeah, we'll keep you informed. And I hope that this gives everyone some inspiration into cooking a little bit more and utilizing the ingredients that you might already have in your kitchen or um, gives you inspiration next time you go shopping to, to buy some different ingredients. So take care and stay safe.